This is Channel 253. Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We, we fly, fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. One, two, two. Interchangeable. White Ladies. Welcome to the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast. I'm Hope. I'm Annie. Today our essential question is, why is it important to recognize and or celebrate pride? So, we are celebrating pride here at the studio um, with this very special episode on intergacial relationships. You'll learn more about what that is later. First, an ad from our sponsors. This episode of the Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is brought to you by the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riot. Has the commercialization of pride got you down? Did you share the link to that t-shirt that says, when did pride become a cop-infested vodka ad on social media? Are you stressed about whether those rainbow-covered corporate ad dollars are really going to help LGBTQ plus people in need? Worry no more. Sit down with a thoroughly researched queer history book and arm yourself with knowledge. Tell anyone who will listen that the first Pride celebration was actually a demonstration against police violence led by two trans women of color, that the Stonewall Inn and bars like it served as a refuge for the queer community long before every straight Becky in town got white girl wasted and decided it was their hashtag favesy, hashtag always, and that the corporatization and monetization of Pride does not diminish its value and importance for the people who continue to be excluded and disadvantaged based on their sexuality or gender expression. The 50th anniversary of Stonewall, because the first Pride was a riot. And with that fantastic ad, we'd like to welcome Cal Jean and Kat to the studios. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Hello. How's it going? Hi. Uh, <laughs> I can't. It's really hard to follow that ad. Sorry. I'm going to put that out there. It's really hard. Yeah. Well, too. hope um, you liked it. So we've had Kat before on the show. Kat, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Remind people who you are. Sure. I mean, I feel like no one in the Channel 253 universe knows who I am. Um, Not a single person. I am Kat Milani. I am a teacher. In Tacoma, I am a contributor for Channel 253. I'm a nice girl, and I happen to be in an interracial gay relationship. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Cal Jean, tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) I feel like now I'm a radio show. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. Thanks, Hope. (laughs) I don't know why I got that (laughs) Well, my name is Cal Jean Lloyd Wagner. I'm also a teacher here in Tacoma. Uh, No connections to the Channel 253, but... Happy to be with uh, fellow educators in the room today. I am also in an interracial gay lesbian relationship. It's so uh, weird to say that. It is very <laughs> weird, but I wanted to drop a couple of labels there for fun. Um, and I'm a Tacoma girl through and through. Excellent. That's great. And Annie, you're one of the few that hit some of those check boxes. Yeah. But do you want I'm to introduce not yourself? An, I'm not in an intergacial relationship, but I am a queer person and. Um, yeah. I, yeah, queer. <laughs> are you straight, Hope? You're straight. Yeah, I'm yeah. straight. Yeah. yeah. We are it's still right. open okay. and affirming. We're still gay in your lifestyle. And your life choices. Your life choices are sarcastic air quotes. Your life choices are a little suspect, but we still like <laughs> my it. Lifestyle, so, my lifestyle choices. Your lifestyle choices. Yeah. Uh, you want to ask the first question, Annie? Sure. Um, do you, <laughs> this is just, we're going to jump right in there. Do you have any funny coming out stories? <laughs> Because I feel like it's one of those things when you first meet somebody else who is queer, that's the icebreaker, right? Do you have any funny coming out stories? 
You might, you might need to think about it for like a second. Like, over the course of my however many years that I've been out. Yeah. So not just the first one, like all of them. If the first like one was every funny, single then, one like, from your entire <laughs> no. life of okay, comedy. Okay, but let's years, talk even. about that for a yeah. second because yeah, you have to come should. out yes. a lot. Yes, a lot. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I did come out to my kindergartners on Wednesday, but yeah. I didn't tell them that I was a lesbian. Was it in honor of pride or was it just no? I it was just because it was the end of the year and there was like oh, okay. ten parents in my room and yeah. my kids were like sitting on the carpet. We were having a. You've stolen a pizza my heart picnic, oh. so we had so punny a so little cute. kindergarten pizza party. But anyway, I was like, okay, guys, while you're here, I need to tell you something very, and I will, I want to say that really fast. I stole this from the internet, okay. so I just cool. put that out there. Shout out to whoever you stole it. You're like citing some yes. guy. That's like a teacher. That's like a, te- that's like a teacher, teacher move. That I mean, guy would definitely idiot. never credit you. So some, <laughs> don't worry about some cute it. guy on the internet who's also a kindergarten teacher. He. Oh. I told my kids, like, I've there's a secret that I've been holding in, and I I can't hold it any longer, and I want you to know, since you're no longer my kids, that, like, you're going to be first graders next year, and it's okay to tell you my secret. Don't tell your parents. They're all in the room, right? Yeah. Like, I'm actually a mermaid. And they're like, no, you're not. Whatever, right? Because they're yeah. five. And I was like, no, ask me anything. I promise I'm a mermaid. I was born in the sea. And they're like, if you're a mermaid, wear your mermaid tattoos. And I'm like, I have one right here. And I showed them. And I showed them, like, the waves on my arm. And I was like, it's kind of like Maui. Like, you get the (laughs) tattoos when you leave the water to remind you of the sea. And that's where mine came from. Totally. And they're like. Teaching kindergarten is so different than teaching (laughs) middle school and high school. And, and, um. Eleanor's like, is that why your hair is always different colors? I'm like, yes, I've had pink and purple mm-hmm. and green and blue, and now I have red. And someone's like, well, what color's your tail? And I was like, well, that's the thing is anytime my hair is a different color, that's what color my tail is. Oh, yeah. So right now if I went into the sea, my tail would be red. That's why I go to Florida <laughs> every year for a yeah, month. This is just yeah. like a is because if you're not in the sea. Tail. <laughs> if you're not in the sea for at least a month out of the year, then yeah. I never get a tail back. So I have to go. Listeners can't even see how serious her face is right now. I don't know if you can very tell from serious. her voice. <laughs> so so <mad>. serious. <laughs> It's very serious, but that was my favorite coming out story. It's when I came out as a mermaid to my kindergartners. That's awesome. And they believed, like, they didn't believe me at first, but, like, the longer I talked and the more questions they asked, they were like, credible. They were like, oh, (laughs) their eyes are huge. They're looking at their moms like, mom, are you serious? Like, it was was the best. It was so cute. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, I, I feel like the coming out stories are funny. Like, I. I think I've told this one before, but when I came out to my my class and they, I, and because my wife was having a baby and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you guys, I gotta go. My wife's having a baby, and they were like, what? Your <laughs> what? Having a what? And it was they were just totally perplexed. Um, but now that since I came out to that group of kids, now every year at the beginning of the year, I'm just like, I come out to basically 150 mm. people in one day, which is a different experience, but still really good. I'm trying to think of like a funny story. Is that so? I mean, as somebody um, who doesn't have to do that, like has the privilege of not having to do that, what's that like? having to do that or do you feel like wrestling with the choice of whether or not you should come out to your students your colleagues like what is that like what is experience yeah Mm. it's definitely i think in my experience it's a it's a wrestling question that um, the majority of the country the world doesn't really have to Mm. um deal with and so i try to kind of interweave some stories that Mm. just have me presenting my life in a very much typical human Mm -hmm. way Um, but it's Mm nerve-wracking it's nerve-wracking every single year to think about okay should I do this or should I just talk about my life and let it happen and then kind of take the questions as it comes Um, nine times out of ten I find that my 
anxiety within the context of the schools and kids mm-hmm. is really more my anxiety, mm-hmm. and they're more annoyed that I'm wasting time with my performance of whatever I'm telling them, <laughs> and, which is a beautiful blessing yeah, in yeah. this day and age that's come through, yeah. you know, many years of hard work. So I don't want to kind of downplay what it means to just be able to tell stories of my wife or mm-hmm. kind of talk about camping or the things we enjoy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is a reset of a almost a re-traumatization yeah. of whatever you were dealing with when yeah. you finally, you know, bucked up and were strong mm-hmm. enough at that moment to take that step. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like you're going to, um, you're really nervous about something and you got a pit, uh, like a feeling in the pit of your stomach, you're kind of like barfy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or, or you're going to sweat profusely yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. Your, it's like yeah. that. Mm. So like with kindergartners, I'd never had to mention it once ever because they don't think it's weird until someone tells them it's right. weird. Yeah, because right. they're so, learning all that like at that time, basically. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, "Oh, this is Miss Rodriguez's teacher Mel." Like whenever yeah. Mel would come into my classroom, they're like, "It's teacher Mel." Like they don't, yeah, they don't care anything that she's a girl or anything. They just know that she's the other half of me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they don't see it as a big deal. In secondary, uh, every single time, it freaks me out. But yeah. I think some of like our listeners and you guys know. Like what, what the, the re-traumatization is what you called it. That's a really good word for it. Mm -hmm. My fourth year teaching when I was in Texas, um, one of the girls that I was, I was her basketball coach Mm -hmm. and she came in and she's like, cat, what's up? And I was like, Hey, it's, it's miss, it's coach Rodriguez at school. Like it can't be, um, it can't be like that. And she said, Oh, right. Cool. And like, someone's like, how do you know her? And she's like, Oh, she dated my mom in high school. I dated her mom for two weeks, nothing past kissing, in 1998, <laughs> like for five minutes, yeah. right? Like it was not, a, but I've known that girl since she was born because like when her mom got married to someone else and mm-hmm. she was born, like I was friends with this mm-hmm. this tiny human. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, oh, she's she dated my mom in high school and that kid told another kid who told another kid who told someone's yeah. parents, who told someone else's parents, who went to the school board mm-hmm. and... Um, in small town West Texas, mm-hmm. that is not a thing that you get to be, mm. period. And so in the end of the year, I wasn't fired, but my contract wasn't renewed mm-hmm. because I was an ineffective teacher, right? That's what they said. And in Texas, you can be fired for literally anything they want. Yeah. Like, if they don't like my haircut, they can say, we don't like your haircut. Like, they can put that on the paperwork and you don't get unemployment. It doesn't matter. Whatever. It's um, intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's That's so sarcastic. lovely. Yeah. Um, Do we need a shame bell at this moment? Yeah, <laughs> shame bell all of Texas all the time. <laughs> hey, in Alabama, oh. we'll just add you in there. Let's shame. Yeah, let's shame. Let's just shame the South. There we go. I mean, I feel bad for like I have a good friend from Mississippi who makes good barbecue. My There's mom lives in Memphis, there. but still. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, that re-traumatization is every single time every single year that I'm teaching I'm afraid that's the reason that I'm a bad Mm -hmm. teacher and also because of her words that day you're an ineffective teacher I question Mm -hmm. my teaching ability every single day Mm -hmm. no matter how many principals are like Mm -hmm. she's amazing no Mm -hmm. matter how many emails I get out of the blue from Hope's principal saying hey can we have a conversation um (laughs) It doesn't matter. Every single day I feel that Mm -hmm. because of that traumatization. Like it happens Mm -hmm. all the time. And anytime a kid asks me, I have I 
I race in my head, like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And yeah. I usually make some joke or, like, I'm silly or whatever. I don't know if you know this about me, but I deflect my emotions with humor. What? No. You know Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that's ends up with... I'd never come out because I just deflect. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like it shouldn't be a big deal in secondary, but I always feel like it is. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, and relatable uh, also. Yeah. So thinking about the significance of pride, um, could you all just kind of talk through like why is celebrating, um, like taking time and having like a month or two months or a season uh, important, significant? Um, is it something that kind of this, I, I kind of think about it in my mind in relation to like why we celebrate black history, but also the notion of like, should there only be a month to celebrate something or to recognize human beings mm. for the life that they live? So can you, can you kind of talk through that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I used to actually really enjoy like pride festival when I was, when I was younger, when I was in college, that was like the thing to do. But I've realized as I've gotten older that like, I'm kind of overwhelmed in crowds and I think that that's normal as you get as you get to be an adulter adultier person. Um, I thought you just said adult or adulterer. No, I was, I was like, trying to oh, say Annie. We're I going know, there. All right. No, that's not what I was saying. All three of us cringe for a second. We're like, oh, no, I, I, was was find, I was trying to find the right, right the right word. If you get when you get older, crowds are not as appealing. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like people are like let's go to folk life, and I'm like let's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but I like the dikes on bikes. That's my favorite part of the parade. So I would miss seeing, you know, that's you know they're fun. Um, but I like I realized that um, the way I celebrate Pride now is really kind of shifted to be like more internal and more like I read history books about like queer history and like by trans authors and I like do a lot of self reflection and like self care stuff because that's really important and I think that not a lot queer people don't do enough self care so I try to focus on that um, and also like sharing things on social media like talking to my friends you know like making sure that I have that like the LGBTQ like plus like family right around me and that's really important so I focus on that during the during kind of pride season but um I feel like it's important to me just because it's um an opportunity to kind of pause and reflect on like history but also how I'm taking care of myself and my community yeah well, I'm about to sound real frivolous. I love that. Because I, I'm i not, I used to like the parade a lot and I yeah. like the festival and like all of the fun stuff and like that many like queer family members like in one spot. Like it's really yeah. cool to see. Like I didn't even know there were this many lesbians in Tacoma. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> Where do they come from? Where are all these? I've never seen like They're in their homes like, with their flannels, <laughs> drinking tea and petting their cats. Yes, that's what. That's me. And they all, I'm joking. Do they all work in Seattle? Like what's do, the. What, where are they? Where do these people live? Um, but my favorite part of Pride every year, and I know that I'm going to sound like. I know that basic? I should hashtag be less basic, <laughs> but listen, I love pride shoes. Like every what? year I buy myself That's totally a new not what I was expecting wow. to say out of all the Every year I buy myself yeah. a new pair of pride shoes. It's because but I make the excuse that it's yeah. my birthday present. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, oh treat it's, yourself. It's always <laughs> treat yourself. It's basically my birthday present. Yeah. And so I have like well, five different pairs of rainbow shoes that I really like I don't need that many pairs of rainbow yeah. shoes. One day I'm, every one pair every day of the week. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. Well and then also Christ. like the last week of May, every every company comes out with some shoes that have rainbows like the they Nike, drop the rainbow Nike, line well Nike, Nike right now has has those like their athletic like slides that are rainbow and they're so oh, they're wow. so cute they have them at the that's like I'm gonna go buy these later they're so cute <laughs> those are the ones this year Is no this year was a uh, maroon van instead of like a rainbow on the side Ooh, they dropped on Friday nice. don't worry I got them Friday mm. afternoon oh man 
the chucks this year were really cute but there was like 70 rainbows on each shoe and i'm like you need to calm too down many rainbows. can you yeah. have is that a good question can you have too many rainbows you on can yeah. yes you can and all over rainbow print where it's like little tiny rainbows like repeating that can get a little overwhelming that yeah. is a seizure yeah. waiting to happen for some poor soul there are too many rainbows even though. like i'm about pride but i'm also like Maybe calm down with the rainbow. Reasonable amount of accoutrement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many for. rainbows is too many it's rainbows? Like, it's all about like a number. We love the flair, like but like, like maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, for myself, I think pride. Like I, I agree with you. It's been an ever-evolving thing. Absolutely. When I was young and full of energy and <laughs> piss and passion, you know, um, out there enjoying life and embracing kind of that unifying experience together and I think as I'm kind of going into a different phase you know where you're you're living your life you're you know you have your family and you're sort of adultery living, yeah. uh, an adultery type of regular <laughs> life I'm still thinking adultery as in every adulting time. adulting being adulting. an adult okay right. um, but sometimes I think kind of I, I for myself I'm feeling like I'm getting lazy on the grind or the hustle mm. of what it means to mm. To recognize how far what it what it's taken for us to be able to gather and not be getting yeah. I, is it okay to say a curse word? Yeah, or go for it. Getting the shit kicked out yeah. of us just yeah. for gathering together right. and and having that unifying feeling. So I'm sort of in that transitional phase where I think, you know, maybe it's going to be taking kids hmm. to go to Pride, but yeah. that kind of the grind of the struggle of you know acknowledging how far we've come and. Um, just sort of still coming together, even if for that one month or a couple of times, um, but anti crowds, but always overwhelmed and blown away by seeing, say, you know, a couple of years ago, seeing, uh, the Boy Scouts, uh, Mm -hmm. troops there with all their rainbow flags. And, you know, there's things that you can't really get the fuel to keep on the struggle if you don't have those kind of unifying experiences, um. So I'm kind of in the I haven't really been going, but all of a sudden we're like, okay, maybe we'll pack our backpack and we'll get up there early (laughs) and we'll find a little spot and, you know, um, somewhere in the middle. But coming out of the party festival dance group phase and heading into the old ladies with backpacks and, and toddlers. And Birkenstocks kind of. rolling up in your yeah. Subaru like, okay, very we're going to do it. Early. <laughs> very early. With a pop-up tent. With a pop-up tent. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I will say that I do love a pride game though. Like, I will go oh, to the yeah. Sounders Pride game, yeah. the Rain oh, Pride yeah. game, the Mariners mm-hmm. Pride game. I'm like, yep, let's do this, sports. Yeah. That's a good, Especially the that's Storm idea, Pride games. Actually. They're so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love the yeah. festival. And don't get me wrong, I love a sweaty naked human, but that is a lot of sweaty <laughs> naked yeah. humans. Kelsey's like, nope, nah. That is so. <laughs> like, not gonna so be able to many do it. sweaty naked people. <laughs> yeah. So many sweaty naked yeah. people. Fair enough. True. True. Yeah. My wife always says that whenever we're in a situation where, like, like a mundane situation, like the grocery store, and we see family, like we see our people, like, well, she'll be like, "Look, our people," you know. But like, don't all look at once, kind of thing. But when you're at a pride game, it's like, it's like, um, aren't you supposed to look at everything at once? You're no, like, no, like queer people, other queer people, like, like don't, being don't visible in public, especially because yeah. I live in Auburn. So it's like when you see other queer people, you're like, "Whoa, you're yeah. like, you're <gasps> you're, you're here, you're at Fred Meyer." Um, uh, but like, <laughs> that's Meyer. the fun thing about the pride, like the pride um, sporting event is that like you get to see and it just feels like nice and like you fit in 
It's mm-hmm. great. And it's not like spotting somebody at the grocery store and being like, our people mm-hmm. in the wild, you know? Yeah. No. So, yeah. That's uh, that's how, I guess, pride is It's kind of a feeling, too. It's not really just a one event it's or a, a thing or a, a place you go to celebrate. Like, you kind of just carry with it's you like all the time. A spirit. Yeah, keep the, the keep the flame burning. So how do you all feel about, I'm sure you've seen it on Facebook and social meds, um, folks that, particularly I was thinking about, two of you are women of color, um, and I saw a woman of color, a straight woman, post about um, pride and, like, when is the Sounders going to, like, raise their Black Lives Matter flag or, like, kind of bringing up other oppressions and other um, things that, you know, are currently also happening um, and people should be talking about. Like, how do you respond to th- to that? Have, you, have either of you or any of you seen that Mm-mm. out and about? Mind blown. I don't have Facebook, so mm-hmm. I'm just... I haven't seen that, but I also... I feel like a space that would be good. Like, it would it would yeah. be kind of them to to bring forth those notions also. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good place, especially at sporting events. Like, mm-hmm. we agree, like, we are also in, in this fight together. I will say that, like, every time... We start talking about like the race. It's so hard for me to think of myself mm. as in an inter- race. <laughs> interracial gay like or relationship, yeah. or even like as a person of color. Yeah, because I know that I'm brown, mm. and all of you can see that I am brown. But in my head, I am just a human, like you are just a human, mm. yep. and so it like mm-hmm. it's always like, do I have to think of myself in like all of these terms with all of these different labels? Because the label that I most like is just cat. Like, that's yeah, just my that's favorite just label. Um, I just don't understand, like, all of the labels that I have to, like, carry with me, gotcha. like, in my backpack yeah. at all times. Like, right. when you asked me to do this, I was like, am I in an interracial gay relationship? <laughs> oh, I am. Weird. I was yeah. like, yes. It's been, like, a year, and I had no idea. I was like, yes. oh, yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, and I think, to your point, like, you've talked about this last time you were on the show, like, um, it those those things that people put on us or that we carry with ourselves like um it's just really complicated and so sometimes all of us have very different experiences with that too right so some Mm -hmm. of us certain labels matter more or certain identities matter more in different spaces and so i appreciate you sharing like how that impacts you and kind of what everyone else is putting on you more than what you feel about yourself i mean i know that you're the host and you're firing questions at all of us but hope what's it like to be in an interracial relationship yeah yeah, exactly. It's yeah. complicated. It's yeah. it's hard yeah. for you to say. Yeah, you're like, I don't, yeah. what? That's a well, weird no, I, I, no, for, it's for us, that's something we've uh, talked about from the beginning. Countless like, has Nate to and be I could talked not about. Have that, we yeah. could not have gone where we've gone, <laughs> gone married and whatnot, and moving across the world um, without having those conversations. Like, that mm-hmm. just wasn't going to happen um, for us because of our own identities, our own spaces in the world that we exist in. And so I think, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was different for us even, right? And I think him as a black man also, he has different expectations put on him by the world um, and in his own, I'm not going to speak for him um, in terms of who he's dated and all of his experiences <laughs> oh, with that. We'll say that hope. for later. <laughs> keep it focused. Keep it focused. <laughs> right? But I think about that because even like, so my sister Joy was is married to a Filipino guy who's brown and um, pretty dark brown. And, and so like that mattered when they came back to the States and all the relatives were like, hey, you're normal, but also like you, he has a very thick Filipino accent, so he talks a different way mm-hmm. and all of that. But even Nate and I talked about that. Like, okay, well, someone's already, already like- uh, Broke the ice. Broke the ice, right? <laughs> so like you can come on in now and you'll just have to like deal 
with like some anti-blackness, like try to figure that navigating out. That's awkward. Yeah. And because I have old ass white grandparents, you know, who are still alive and say things like that black man on television is really articulate, you know, <laughs> still <laughs> using the word colored and blown <laughs> yeah, away yeah, that yeah, you could speak like, proper uh, English. Mind but they blown. love Nate more than me now. So <laughs> that's progress. I don't know. What do you what do you feel like for your. Yeah. Your you case? know, that's a really good question. And I definitely, you know, Kat, I want to acknowledge it is so complex and so difficult. Um, so I hear exactly where you're coming from with you're like, I just want to be, you know, with my partner and enjoy life without these labels. Um, and I guess for myself, you know, many of those labels I didn't I really didn't get a choice in a few yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I'm I don't know. I guess I more I, I carry them kind of in a pride and a proud mm-hmm. kind of way. So when I'm bringing mm-hmm. it to the table, I'm like, you know, hell, the struggle is real. I'm a black lesbian woman that's actually trying to navigate this world um, and just just be myself and mm-hmm. just be proud mm-hmm. and happy with who I am. Um, when it comes to sporting events uh, and these sort of issues, the the my frustration is because there is such intersectionality yeah. between the struggle between yep. those who are oppressed mm-hmm. that when groups attempt to tr- sort of separate yeah. those struggles based on the labels um I mean, I consider that a historical ploy for being divisive and yeah. dividing yeah. that's been used. I don't know, probably as long as we've yeah. been humans. Um, and so it is uncomfortable, but the shying away from the Black Lives Matter movement or any other mm-hmm. movement where there's a marginalized group that's, um, you know, very much being oppressed, that it it is their job. It is our job. It is their job to kind of why is it a separate movement? Why is it a separate? And that's been going on historically as well. Well, we don't want to bring this group in because then maybe we can't get the whole to jump on board. Um, So maybe I think it's their job, but I'm not going to not go to a Sounders game or be upset because they're not doing it. It's their choice. But um, just because I decide I don't want to carry those burdens for my people and my people is a many groups of yeah. people now. Yeah. It could be teachers. It could be yeah. students. It could be, mm-hmm. you know, educators of color. It could be the LGBTQ plus caucus and yeah. then some. Um, I, I think I do need to try to carry it for all of those groups. And that is stressful. And uh, that yeah. but that's my choice versus it not being yeah. my choice. Um yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just chipper jabbering no, now. <laughs> what would you think about the flip side? And I'm just playing devil's advocate sure. because trust me, I'm not about this. But if we have a Black Lives Matter game this Friday, what about next Friday when we have Trumpet for Trump game at the Sounders? Is that okay? I mean, if they want to go and trumpet their trumpet, I mean, I'm not hating on you. I don't agree with you, but we all get to show up and piss our own piss, I guess. And so I don't agree. I mean, I'm not going to that game for 100%. Like, I'm not going to that game. I'm not even going to the hypothetical game where the Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's just about, I'm not going to that sporting event, but I'm not going because of this or against this situation while agreeing or disagreeing. Thinking about, like, Um, think about like the politicization of sports and like how that is such a um, an interesting sort of nuanced Mm. kind of how how different groups approach 
and different sports too. Like, I mean, I think about like baseball is very patriotic. Like, and I don't know there, I'm sure there's been like the Rainiers had a pride night, but like, I don't know, like do a lot of major league baseball teams like Rainiers or we can Google that and add to the show notes, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say probably not. (laughs) And it has everything to do with who runs the Rainiers and Catherine and and all the like people that are involved and the values that they have. I think, I think it also depends on like, who's your audience. So like community, like soccer, like soccer, I know a lot of queer people who love soccer, like, mm-hmm. and so maybe it's it's partially like t- talking to their audience, and then it's also about like, in terms of like politicization, like, um, maybe pride because it's become like we see mainstream. I mean, you see the pride display at Target. Although, by the way, I'm gonna put this. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> The, the f- I, Annie just put up her hand like with a finger up <laughs> the there and, was, like, and one hand the, on her hip. It's really good. The Federal Way Target and the Kent Target do not have pride gear. Interesting. And I don't know why because they're the why? same size. Does the Tacoma one? Yep. Oh, yeah. I so does, seen so does Tukwila. Yeah. And I feel like I saw a bunch of stuff at Lakewood when I was there last uh-huh. week. Wow. But Auburn and, t- Auburn and Federal Way don't. And I don't, I don't know why. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Anyway. Uh-oh. So um, <laughs> the burbs. Um, but... I, I was thinking about it in the in kind of the context of like what is seen as like mainstream or yeah. what is seen as like what what is acceptable in terms of like what is politicized yeah, and I think true. that that's kind of pride has become like we said the you know like every everything has a rainbow on it right now but like like does that mean that it that sports teams are more willing to embrace something that the culture at large is like yeah we're cool with that like you walk into target you see the mm-hmm. rainbow you're like okay cool yeah well and it's to your like, point about like normalization right i th- i think that's also part of the point of having these different months to celebrate different um peoples right or oppressions or whatever we want to look at it um i think that's also saying like those people matter and these voices matter and then also how do we normalize that so um, yes, we can honor, you know, I think about like Women's Month, right? If you want to make it, I don't, I don't know if it's less political or less controversial, but because some people don't believe women have brains. But I think about like that, like <laughs> when does it become a like a normal, a normal yeah. thing, right? So like we're reading, I think about, you know, I teach English, right? So I'm like, we're reading authors mm. that like of, are of color, are queer, whatever it is, right? Like that be- just becomes part of, of daily regular life yeah. um, rather than something special. So, or, or an exclusion or like a you know special day or like it's just yeah. integrated into what we do. So I kind of feel yeah. like we need some of the months in order to, I don't know, just start Push to make that normal. Sort of opens the door. Is that, normalization. Is yeah, that, yeah, maybe that's what I'm saying. I like mm-hmm. the idea of normalization across the board. Like I have... Um, Hope I think you've seen it. I have a jean jacket that's just covered in like patches and buttons and like all of the. How many rainbows are on there? No. Uh, there's one <laughs> rainbow heart. You're talking about reason. On my number left of boob. Rainbows. Yeah, there's one rainbow <laughs> on my left boob with an equal sign in it. It's really oh, okay. cute. Yeah, that's it's super the... cute. It's also very tasteful. Yeah. It's actually really cute. Yeah, really? to be yeah. on my breast at yeah. all times. Yeah. <laughs> tasteful breast rainbow. Um, there's also a little eggplant that says no thanks. <laughs> oh, because I am a super classy kindergarten teacher all the time. The kids are like, that's eggplant. How come you don't like eggplant? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, my, my mom first makes it really good when she fries it. This no. year's my first year teaching at like the, the introductory staff barbecue. Some teacher was like, Oh, do you not like eggplants? And I'm like, Nope. Well, <laughs> nope. Not at all. No, oh not. Are you not a vegetarian? Not at all. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Okay. I also, side note, I forwarded this email to Kat um, about it was it was titled um, I'm looking for a unicorn. And it was like a specific like job thing. And the person who sent it, like, course means well, but I sent it to Kat and Kat's like, Do you know what this means? And I was like, mm, I can guess. <laughs> you don't yeah, you don't send an email with the title looking for a unicorn because I that is like an ad. See? Oh yeah, see? I, no. 
in our world, in the three of us in our world looking for a unicorn is a sh- generally straight, I'm going to use the air quotes, air quotes here, generally straight couple who is looking for a third human, generally a female who is, you know, a rare find that doesn't wow. exist that can be their third party that is attracted to both of those humans. Yeah. And I was like, hope never title that as an email <laughs> ever again. And he's like again. winking. Jean's <laughs> like in shock right now. I just want to read people's I didn't out know. So funny. Anyway, uh, normalization. Not yeah. cool enough. Uh, let's take a quick break cool and come back. Okay. This is Alaska Airlines mileage plan MVP, Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Nerd Farmer. Hope and I are setting off on a new adventure. We're moving to the Middle East for the next few years and exploring a new culture. Don't worry, don't worry. The Nerd Farmer podcast isn't going anywhere. But do you know what is coming with us? My Alaska Airlines mileage plan. Here's what's cool. Alaska has more than 15 global partners, which allows me to earn and use Alaska miles even when I'm not flying Alaska. So if I leave SeaTac and fly direct to Dubai on Emirates on an eligible fare, I'm going to earn Alaska miles on that flight. That means whenever I fly home, I'm going to be racking up some insane miles that I can use to book future travel. If you have an international vacation plan, check out the list of Alaska Airline partners like Japan Airlines, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and a whole lot more. Enter your Alaska Airlines mileage plan number when you book with Alaska Global Partners and watch those miles add up toward elite status on your next trip. My thanks to Alaska Airlines for their continued support of Channel 253. Learn more at alaskaair.com backslash global partners. All right, and we're back. We're back. Uh, before we ask a few more questions of our guests, we'd just like to put a little quick promo out there. Listeners, please read Less Basic by picking up your copy of Carol Anderson's White Rage. You need to do it. You need to read the book. ASAP. If you, if you don't read the book, you're going to fail the assignment, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call your mom. And that's depressing. No one wants their mom no called, especially when you're grown. Yeah, so <laughs> that's awkward. Yeah. All right, so we're back. Um, this next segment, we're going to ask some harder questions. Oh, those hey, were the easy ones. Those were the easier questions. Hey, those were the softballs? <laughs> yeah, on, the softballs. Sweating. So, I'm sweating. Um, so can uh, you all kind of speak to... So, Kat, you kind of mentioned this earlier, like, not even... I don't know. I don't know if you. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like not realizing you were in an interracial relationship, but can y'all kind of speak to those moments when you realize? Like when does that become something that um, really matters in a particular space? So um, I think about with Nate and I at home. It doesn't matter. It actually it still matters at home. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest about it, because there's different dynamics that we both bring, um, like culturally and our families and all that stuff. That's part of that, and our race is part of. Um, who we are in that sense. But I think it especially becomes apparent when we leave our house, right? So like when we're driving together, when we're out drinking together, when we go to a small town or don't mm-hmm. go to a small town, when we don't drive to Idaho, um, Ooh, right? Idaho, so I, I don't know if you can. Oregon border, don't. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah. can y'all speak a little bit to that? When are those moments um, where it becomes significant or how do you navigate um, those complicated spaces? Hmm. And to your point, Kelgin, you mentioned intersectionality earlier, so I don't know if, if that's more of the framing, but... You know, you you once you've been together a while, I mm-hmm. will say this. You know, now it's been nine years. We've Amy and I've been together five. We've been married, and so you start to learn how to navigate those situations. But it first starts with potentially it could be beginning with even a partner that even recognizes, yeah. acknowledges, or understands that this thing this this is an issue or 
you know, we love each other, but society is not looking at this relationship in the same way for multiple reasons, yeah, yeah. you know, mm. for the uh, interracial side as well as the geisha side. Um, <laughs> and so there have been many a tough situations of even just sort of trying to process or debrief after a situation yeah. and I'm coming from that experience as the black lady that's super pissed off at these, you know, dumbass, ignorant white people. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, she's coming. She's going to hate that I use this voice for her on air. But, <laughs> well, I don't even understand what's going on. Or I don't understand why you're so angry. And it's not for lack of her. Yeah. You know, it's just lack of understanding, lack of being in those situations, lack mm. of having those experiences. Right. Because if you were dating someone, if she was dating someone that was white, mm-hmm. there's layers of experiences that weren't had there. And so um, trying to respect both sides in that situation and, you know, at this stage, kind of building our own culture yeah. within our own family that does acknowledge definitely our race and our individual experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for us, it had to start with um, some sort of understanding of uh, the privilege that it is to just be white and walk Mm -hmm. around versus Mm -hmm. what it is to be black and walk around and then to combine those into, you know, a relationship and deal with sort of the societal... um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are just life rays, I guess. I'm not sure. Um, life, so life rays that we say. I, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. I totally, I totally know exactly what you're. Yes. what you meant. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> difficult, hard work that is continuing mm-hmm. and ongoing, but feels a little better when you, as a couple, sort of kind of have a shared understanding of this struggle that you're going to be yeah. united. So I. I will say that, like, my experience from being from small town West Texas, it's not just the interracial thing. It's also the lesbian thing as a whole. So, like, we went home for Christmas, and I kept, like, dropping her hand in public. And she's like, what? Like, she was so confused. It's like, why Mm. I wouldn't hold her hand at the movie theater? And I'm like, oh, I should also preface by saying that my mom is very, very white. And so is my whole family. So I look like the weird. Like, I look like I'm the one that's out of place. Mm. Um which has always been like our experience, but I've never thought again, my Hispanicness is never, it's never at the forefront of my mind, even mm-hmm. though it should be. It's just not. Uh, but I'm the one who looks like I'm a different, but I'll like drop her hand or like sit across the booth from her mm-hmm. or just these little things that like I've been doing my entire life to avoid the subject at all. Right, yeah. And so now on top of the layer of lesbian, we have Mm -hmm. the interracial thing, Mm -hmm. which I'm also like, small town West Texas not having this. Let's not not poke it with a stick. And it's not that I am ashamed of her by any stretch of the imagination. And in Tacoma, like, I don't think twice about it. We can be walking downtown in front of, like, 17 little children, like, at Wright Park playing our video games, and I don't think about it for one second. But Mm -hmm. the second I go, like, to Texas and like go back home or like my mom lives in Tennessee. My mom always jokes that uh, when I go to Tennessee, I double the population of Mexicans (laughs) in the state. Um, Or like when I, because we're going to Tennessee and Florida and Mississippi, 
in, it was really hard for me to pronounce Mississippi, by the way, because I always say Mississippi, but uh, it's going to be a struggle, like, going through all those small towns in the South mm. for three weeks because we'll be, like, driving to Florida. And, and I, I can, we'll have you back for part two because, like, there's some places Nate and I won't go because of, the, of so, that the anticipated. Yeah. Even, like, when my brother and I were on, like, our cross-country trip, and he's just my brother— we were driving from Texas to Florida. That's where the beach house is. So that's why he went to Florida. It's not like I like gators or anything. Sure, whatever. <laughs> um, she likes gators. <laughs> like going to Alabama, I it was terrifying. Like just the two of us being on the road trip because we were like staring at us and looking mm-hmm. at us. There's Confederate flags everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to get out. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Like this, mm-hmm. this is not where we get gas right here. Um, and I, I, the anticipation of that, like with Mel in the coming month, because that's where we're going, is just... It's frightening. But mm-hmm. in Tacoma, I honestly never think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, this is my girlfriend and I love her. And that's. Mm-hmm. Definitely regionally. For sure. Yeah. Regionally. Well, yeah, even you're, I mean, you're talking about other states, but I think there's places in Washington Absolutely. that are also equally like that. Oh, I'm not going to the east side. I'm not going over is there. Is this a good time to tell a story about yeah, how Gene and tell I met story. at a rest stop yeah. in yes, central please. Washington? <laughs> um, so we were, Cal, Gene and I were both going to WARA in Spokane, and we both decided we would drive because that seems like totally fine to drive to Spokane, um, which is not, <laughs> it's so long. It's so such long. a long drive. Um, but I, we were about half, I don't know, was it like, it was past pretty close. I probably forty five minutes outside yeah. of Spokane, yeah, maybe it was, something like that. But we it was lunchtime and so we were at this rest stop and I saw Cal Jean from afar and we never met and but I we had to just like kinda like hey your family. You're right you're at this rest stop. You're in the where why are you here? And then we <laughs> I was with my wife and my kid and so it was we were both eating our sandwiches, but you had that lesbians at front of my moment. How did you know? Like, I, I feel like there's it's, some people that I, like, I know. know. I'm like, I can just, tell teachers because they're, like, anal retentively, like, touching the pens or, like, they're organizing yeah. the desk or they're shouting at <laughs> strangers' kids. I, I think like, I can know. cite a teacher from I think we just, away. I don't know. I kind of knew. I mean, she yeah. was there with her wife. It was a family. Yeah. Yeah, just a beautiful-looking yeah. Did you say you had the lesbian head nod? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the family head nod. Yeah. That exists. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was such a, such a physical, but it was kind of, like, eye contact. And I was like, yes, yeah. Gotcha. And then, and then we sat, like, two, like, I we I was in front of Calgene in the the row where we were sitting at, uh, at RA, and so then we got to talk, and I was like, "Oh, you were at the rest stop," and then we were like, "Oh yeah, we family, we're family." Yeah. Um, but it was uh, two lesbians, yeah. on the eastern side of the mountains, <laughs> right, heading to RA at a rest stop. It <laughs> feels like it'd be a really right. good episode of like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was really great, but so but I fun. It's like the Call good. The I, I've been reading, watching a lot of the good plays. So oh that's yeah, kind of like, so I think fun. I feel yes. like this would be a good episode yes. of something, you know, like its own show, right. I just think about like how even being in Spokane, Spokane's a big city, but like we stayed at a KOA in Spokane Valley and like Spokane Valley is different than Spokane. It's mm-hmm. different. Like it's not Spokane. And like, I mean, just the fact that like being on the eastern side of the mountains, we don't get that much. A lot. Of, I think a lot of people probably assume that we're like not partners. But just because by default, people's brains are like, oh, well, maybe we're sisters or something. Two I don't sisters know, but... traveling across the country <laughs> with, baby. with one of That's their another TV kids. Show. That's another TV show. Yeah. Two women and a baby. Um, in the 80s, one of them would have been hiding their sexuality. Like, 
Yeah. Fair enough. They, they would have been roommates. Yeah. They would have been roommates <laughs> living together. <laughs> one was a mechanic. Yeah. One has a cat, and they live in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yes. There's for a, costs. There's a spare bedroom yeah. that like is empty, made up yeah. with yeah, a bed that like it's, is mm-hmm. dusty because it's never used. Never used. I've Absolutely. seen this show. Absolutely. I love it. It's so called <laughs> Some People's Lives. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, oh, man, some so people's right. lives. Starring every human in the eighties. All right. So I feel like we need a couple more episodes with all of us here in the room um, (laughs) to like unpack all the other things um, that we've kind of hinted at but I was wondering um, just for the sake of time if y'all could kind of speak to like um, what should listeners think about or like know in terms of honoring celebrating pride or like just being authentic to like all their friends um, or if they don't have any (laughs) friends um, on the LGBTQ plus spectrum like um, what would you say what would you say to listeners okay so I would say if you want to get involved, whether you are family or you're an ally or you just want to know more, on Thursdays, the Oasis Youth Center um, hosts a dinner for like their 20 to 30 kids that don't have a place to go necessarily, and they always need uh, food, but they're not allowed to have like homemade food. So if you wanted to go to the Oasis Youth Center and talk to Michelle and like them like frozen lasagnas or stop at Fred Mm. Meyer and get like three of those already made rotisserie chickens... They would love that. Cool. Um, if you want to help with queer youth experiencing homelessness, they need clothes and books and backpacks. You can contact MDC, which is the Metropolitan Development Council. Mm-hmm. Um, I would email Lauren Angelo. Her email is langelo at mdc-hope.org. Mm-hmm. She would love you forever if you could help with any way. And they're always looking for stuff like, if you should have an extra box of tampons because you stopped at Target and grabbed mm-hmm. too many... They would love that because mm-hmm. there's, they always need like women products, and then as for reading, um, Mel told me to mention her favorite book, which is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Universe by mm-hmm. Benjamin Ayer mm-hmm. Science Sands. Sorry, and my current favorite book it's a YA book, but it's called Dear Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. and it's this 13 year old girl, and she's basically like emailing and writing these letters to Rachel Maddow, which is her hero. That's so cute. And it tells like basically the struggle of her life and like her journey in her teen years, and she never sent and she like, I won't tell you what happens, but it's just the like her. This is my journey, and I'm telling my favorite person in the whole world, Aww. even though she doesn't know she's my favorite person. That's great. Anyway, I would read Dear Rachel Maddow. That's great. Other things for folks trying to be better allies. Um, not quite homework necessarily, but um, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds very basic, and we're trying to get away from basic, <laughs> but but also ask questions um, and just try to. This is a really simple thing, and it's for all the teachers out there. Please have some sort of signage in your classroom mm-hmm. area that says that you're open and affirming to all families and and all people. Um, it seems so simple, but I don't know how many times I catch little 11 or 12-year-olds looking at that little sign or yeah. um, needing to know that there is a safe place. And you can have different beliefs and still need to keep students safe mm-hmm. and, and allow them to be worthy of a safe um, space in your classroom and not share mm-hmm the beliefs of them and their family. Mm. So they're not mutually exclusive. It's just a simple way to acknowledge every single student needs to have a safe place to be. Whatever their beliefs, family beliefs, identity, sexuality, 
yeah. background, yeah. cultural belief. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I would also say um, anybody listening to avoid, if you can, needlessly gendered language. And the reason I say that mm, is one. that it for queer people and for trans people that having um being neutral in your language um is inclusive, right? And so I think about like I've had coworkers um who have said things to me like, "So what does your husband do?" and didn't like kind of do the que- the question of like like the pre-questions which are like I don't know. It, it can be awkward to be like, hey, so you're, you're, married. you're married. Tell me about yeah, that. Tell me about, or... your, tell me about your partner. And then you can be like, I feel like you just partner is also not a terrible word to use. It's not. That as, I think in the maybe in some pockets, it's still like the sign that you're like talking about gay people. But I feel like yeah. it's also an acceptable way just to like treat someone like a human being yeah. and, and, and like to your point, like not gendered. Yeah. Um, and not even because partner could be all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. even like the my business partner, like, right? My, even my like roommate, like, like, call them your we're less than a candle shop. We're not together, we just love candles. <laughs> That's the other TV show yeah. that's out there. Yep. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like an episode of Portlandia. Oh, God. It's called We Just Love Candles. We just love candles. Just candles. Just candles. Um, so we have two final segments. Um, one is kind of a newish segment, and it's called Champagne and Real Pain. Um, and this was actually in honor of my brother-in-law. Again, shout out, uh, Fred Gibbs. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my champ friends. So one of the things after we tried this segment out last time, um, Fred and I were talking about how he didn't actually coin the phrase um, champagne for my real friends, real, real pain, pain for, for my, my sham friends. friends. But actually, according mm. to Wikipedia, it comes from Sir Francis Bacon, but also maybe Tom Waits. So nice. I don't know. It's been around for a while. Yeah. But in this segment, who would you raise a glass of champagne to? Shout out to some allies, to some organizations, to some people you know that are doing the good work. Um, I want to give champagne to Lisa Keating. Yes. Mm. Who is currently running for school board. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, I'm going to go ahead and say fucking fantastic. Hey. Awesome. Hey. Uh, she is not only an ally, she is amazing at work for educators and for her daughter, Stella. Um, she's she's everywhere in Tacoma. If you need anything, she'll do anything for you. And mm-hmm. she is not a queer person, but she is definitely helping us at every stretch of the imagination. She started a QSA with a counselor at Geiger uh, for the entire district. She's fantastic. Lisa Keating Champagne. Yeah. I agree because she also um, cares about what teachers think, which is kind of rare for somebody on the school board, mm-hmm. which is sad that that's rare, but yeah. it's rare. Yeah. Um, Other champagne glasses. Yeah. I, so More I'm really pop. glad that Kat mentioned... Um, um, Oasis and some of the other local organizations that are doing great stuff for queer youth. Um, I would also include in that we have a Tacoma chapter P flag. And like, I feel like that, you know, that's just not something that people are really aware of, but mm-hmm. like, you know, just the, the, how important it is to have adult person, especially for young people. But I mean, even as I get older, like my mom's still around and she like loves me, which is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. cause not everybody has that kind of support. And so P flag's great. Um, also um, just organizations that, you know, always need love and support, like the Trevor Project um, that are helping queer youth um, and queer adults, for that matter. I mean, they have, like, suicide prevention resources uh, for queer people of all ages. So I think that's really important. Cal Jean, got a glass of champagne over there? You know, I just want to shout out all the teachers 
Period. Sounds so cliche. <laughs> like the kids say, period. 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 <laughs> right there. Right at the end. I, I was in fifth period when I actually said period right there. I was like, oh, I'm channeling my people from fifth. I, I see you, fifth period. Yeah, they're like, um, period. Like, so I think about all the girls in my class who just shout that out randomly. Period. And yeah. I say something Can, smart. Does that happen in period. kindergarten? Oh, probably not, not yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. looking. Sassy. She's like, no. what are you talking about? They shout poop a lot. Wrong kind of thing. Wrong kind of period. Oh, hey, oh, I wasn't trying to go there. Pull it back. I do want to shout out all the teachers out there supporting students and families identifying across the spectrum. You know, I've definitely been at schools where it is still just a struggle to have someone acknowledge a student for who they are. Real talk in this city. Mm. Not going to drop names, but mm. just going to say it's mm. real. Um, and so shouting out all the teachers that are putting their own shit to the side and yeah. supporting families and students regardless. Champagne and have a great summer. Awesome. awesome. Uh, a little bit of real pain. Pass out before we do our homework. Mm. Yeah, real pain. Just too. anti-gay, anti-trans violence. Like just leave people the hell alone. Don't don't mess with them. Don't like if you don't like how somebody looks, leave them the fuck alone. So there you go. That's it. Period. Yep. Period. 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 Anybody else? Real, real pain, pain for that principal that said I was an ineffective teacher seven mm. years ago because mm. I'm a delightful teacher. Yeah, mm. I agree with that. Real you pain to all the people who created the anti-LGBTQ plus bills that emerge every year. Pain on you. Yeah. Pain on you. Final segment. Do your fudging homework. Interchangeable. White ladies. All right. Uh, Kat, you mentioned some recommendations for folks a little bit earlier. Is there anything especially you want to highlight as we wrap up here that they should go and do Absolutely. Right now. Go <laughs> and uh, find a birthday present for me. I like Harry Potter. <laughs> awesome. Yep, 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 yep. There you go. And yes. some rainbows. My birthday yep. is July 18th. You Make have sure a couple weeks left. You can you put it in district mail if mm. you're a teacher. You can put it in district mail if you're a teacher. Or just DM her for her address. DM me. Well, that's fine, too. <laughs> or just on at Trivia all Night or my else. Socials. I, know there, I know there are a lot of teachers listening, and you can you can get free shipping if you do in district mail. So <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. Love it. any kind of rec for folks? No, no homework. No homework. You're no that homework. kind of it's teacher. It's summer. That kind of teacher. It's summer. Okay. Like good. It's summer. It's summer. I'm All just right. grooving. My homework is go to Lisa Keating's Facebook page because mm. it's the de- Facebook is the devil, but her page is not. And you should donate money. Um, she's mm. running against the establishment who doesn't okay. have to do diddly squat and is not good at their job and has already paid their time for 30 years. I'm not biased. So Lisa, <laughs> give Lisa at least 25 bucks and we will link to that also in our show notes. Yeah. I do have one homework. Okay. If you can find a gender pin for yourself, whether it is she, her, mm. uh, they, them, he, his, Zirzem, whatever it is, whatever you identify with, grab that pin and put it on your jean jacket or your backpack or whatever so that we can start to normalize gender pronouns yep. because it's it's just a nice kind thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. If you want to come by the, the Lincoln High School GSA, we have a button maker in the library and we made some. So if oh, you want awesome. you want some, I have some right. at school and you can, I can just give you one. Get them in August. The kids, yeah, I was like, don't come down. Yeah, Done. When, September 1st. When you're back from summer break. <laughs> <laughs> in district mail. There There's probably going to be go. some at Pride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> The Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is part of the Channel 253 Network. Listen to our other podcasts. Move to Tacoma. Nerd Farmer. Citizen Tacoma. Crossing Division. Flounder's B-Team. We Art Tacoma. And Taco Man. I didn't get Sherman Cracker Barrel homework. Ah!
Interchangeable White Ladies Podcast is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. We We fly fly Alaska. Alaska. Book your next flight on alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.